Greetings and welcome to Eyes in the Dark. We are a horror movie podcast with a simple motto, and that motto is death by celluloid. Mm. As always, you are joined here by me. My name is Chewy, and uh, we're actually missing one third of the unholy trinity. So we're uh, a devilish duo Mm -hmm. tonight. Yeah, Uh, It's myself and who are you? Oh, uh, this is Evan. You know me. You guys know my voice. <laughs> yeah, we're we're here again. Um, let's get through a little bit of business here and and jump into it. Biz nasty. Biz nasty. Get biz nasty with it, girl. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got sensual in here for yeah. a second. Oh damn! Talking with my dark chocolate voice, mm-hmm. mm, girl. Yeah. You like horror movies? Damn, girl. You like that blood? Because we're going to talk about a lot of it tonight. Talk about a lot of that blood. What just happened? <laughs> I don't know. We got, we got in the mood. Yeah. Um, all right. A little bit of business here. So um, you can go ahead and check out our episodes as well as um, uh, that's pretty much all we have up on our site right now. <laughs> you can check out our episodes, uh, past, present, and future. Uh, on our website, eyesinthedarkpodcast.com. We are a part of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, so you can also find our information at stuffandthingsnetwork.com. Through the stuffandthingsnetwork.com website, you can use the contact form and reach out to us about any one of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network shows, including this one. Just type in which show it's for. It'll come straight to us, and we'll be able to Read your criticisms and your uh, advice and your insight and pointing out things that we missed and how we completely missed what the meaning of stuff is. Uh, or you can agree with us if you'd like, and then we'll raise our beer bottles uh, in celebration that we actually won one. Mostly going to probably be bashing. <coughs> probably bashing. Mostly but we'll, bashing. But we'll take some good uh, good notes here and we'll there. We'll take the good with the bad. Hmm. Um Perhaps you'd like to reach out to us and uh, tell us that you like us or that you hate us or give us suggestions, make suggestions for movies or point out things like we we're talking about. In addition to the uh, web form, you can reach out to us via email uh, by visit or by sending an email to eyes in the dark podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter. Our Twitter is at EITD pod. So you can go ahead and get at us at 140 characters or less. Get at us. Get at us. Um, so that takes care of kind of a little bit of the intro there. Um, normally, this is the part of the show where we introduce the three members of the Unholy Trinity. But as I mentioned, we are missing one. We are man down tonight. Um, in addition to that, I did want to take a moment. I know the release recently has been pretty sketch. Uh, the release dates and stuff. Um, I apologize for that. We did. I did have some unexpected travel um, kind of go through due to a uh, change in uh, occupation. And I also did. Uh, James had some scheduled travel, but we yep. didn't plan for my travel because <laughs> that kind of came up more suddenly. Yeah. So James should be back with us next time. Hopefully. Uh, if not, then oh, we'll he figure it out. Oh, yeah. he will. We'll, we'll, make, we'll make sure of it. Um, but yeah, so that's that's that. Um, the next couple episodes might be a little weird. We'll go over that later on. Yeah. Um, Basically, but, we're all going through some some stuff in life right now. Not yes. bad stuff. Just 
different stuff that it's kind of throwing our schedule kind of wonky a little to, bit. To quote that one Ozzy Osbourne song, I'm going through changes. Remember when he was like, I'm gonna sing now. The only reason I know that song is because I think Kid Cudi sampled it. Uh, also <laughs> Eminem. Oh, really? Yeah, on Recovery. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe yeah. it wasn't Kid Cudi. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like some. It sounds like something Kid Cudi would also. I don't think he sampled it. Actually, I think he he just sang it. Sang that. Like yeah, he'd be like, melody. "Smoking weed, hanging out, cause I'm going through changes." Exactly. Like, that's probably what it was. Exactly like that. I want to smoke some weed now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Kid Cudi. <laughs> Um, he was performing one time over here and I got to hear part of it. And I was like, oh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I would have, I would have yeah. trucked up there to listen to that. It was like, I was in the middle of doing something. I was like, who's that? And then I was like, oh, it's Kid Cudi. Oh, well, I, I'm busy. I'm doing stuff. Kid Kudai? Kid Kudai. Um, but yeah, so that's been the nonsense with the episodes of late. And now this is the part where we introduce ourselves a little bit more. Um, if you're familiar with four color commentary, we like to do this because every episode might be your first, but we like to make a little bit more of a personal connection. So usually we have the unholy Trinity, which would be myself, Evan, Dr. Jurassic Price, AKA James, AKA Jaime, AKA Jaime, AKA El Profesor. Oh yeah. That we should just start calling him that. El Profesor Jurassico. <laughs> Professor Jurassico. There you go. <laughs> Um, but, um, because he's not here, we'll just talk about the two of us. Yeah. So my name is Chewy, as you uh, may be familiar with already. Thank you for returning. If you are, if not, hi, nice to meet you. Um, I like to talk about how we got into horror movies. Uh, my exposure to the horror movies, to the horror movies was probably, um, I, I remember, I mean, as a little kid, being terrified of certain movies. Um, I don't want to like bury the lead if you don't recall just yet. So maybe when we actually do that movie, I'll talk about how terrified I was of it. <laughs> but I, I remember literally like getting up in the middle of the night. Cause I used to like shit, like it was like my parents and myself in one room when we used to like rent like part of an apartment. And then like, um, it was like, hold on. Yeah. You rented part of an apartment? Yeah. Oh. Because okay. it was three of us, and then the other room was uh, my uncle. Okay. Um, hey, man, times are tough. No, I understand. Trust <laughs> me. I used to sleep on the floor for years. Okay, my times weren't that tough. I had a little bed. Um, <laughs> but I remember, like, like, my bed, like, in this room here, like, if this is my parents' bed, like, imagine if, like, my parents' bed was, like, against that wall over there, okay. like, facing this way. Yeah. And, like, my bed is over here in this corner, like, a little twin bed. Okay. So, I would, like, get up in the middle of the night, and they didn't want me to, like, get out of bed. You know, they're, they're like, you got to sleep, you know, and stuff like that. So, I'd, like, sneak out of bed, and I would, like, crawl on the floor, like, army style, and, like, get, like, leaned up against the foot of their bed, you know, and then just, like... I had like a stuffed animal or a toy or something like that, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, it's okay. Everything is cool and stuff like that." And like, because you were know, just near them, because I was like, I was like near them, and I was like, I, I don't know. It was for some reason it was less scary for me, but um, so that that's because of what uh, 
that that's a direct correlation as to my first my first first exposure to horror movies, which was against my will. Mm. <laughs> we'll talk oh, more I think about I know what this is. We'll talk more about that when we actually watch that movie. But um, when I actually cognizantly got into it was probably um, I, like the middle school was like my first like a couple exposures to it. The movie Scream was instrumental. And then uh, in high school, I got into like the zombie flick and uh, late high school and like, you know, like early college back in the DVD Netflix days where there was no uh, streaming. I uh, would just order like Japanese and Korean horror films <laughs> and just like watch them and just be like, oh, this looks fucked up. <laughs> and then I would just watch that. So I kind of got into it mainly where I got heavily into it was probably the um, zombie and the Asian horror mixed with kind of you remember when like gore core was like a thing. Yeah, like hostile and stuff. Hostile yeah, and like saw it. and shit like uh, that. I mean, like I can that watch was my those. jam for a little yeah. while. I can watch those, and it's probably mostly because it's like cringe, you know, like like ooh, yeah, yeah. like it's like it's so bad that you want to you don't want to watch or yeah. you don't want to take your eyes off it. But those movies, like now, like looking back on them, I'm like those, like oh, what they're the just, fuck? But they're just like they're not just they're just not good movies. No, they're not. And it's like why the fuck was was I just so into this? Like I rewatched Hostel like this yeah. last year, and I was like, this movie is garbage. Yeah, I'm. Not, I mean, I'm not into. Of this course, movie at all. my horse. <laughs> <laughs> Saw is a little bit better because there was like a cool like puzzle and like yeah. it, it was like more of like a mystery type thing. It was thing like too. an escape room. Yeah. <laughs> um Saw Saw two. Oh, well, I guess the yeah. first one was two. But I um that's kind of how I got into it and stuff. So if you want to reach out to me individually as opposed to the show, you can hit me up on Twitter. It's at Chupacabra, C H E W P A C A B R A. And Evan, tell us a little bit about how you got into horror movies. Uh, mine's not as lengthy. Sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. No. I decided to pepper in a little bit more backstory no, that's this good. time. That's no, good. I like it. I like it. Pulling back the uh, into it. layers. Keep talking. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, so, <clears throat> I mean, we've already gone over this many times, but my parents kind of like let me watch whatever I wanted. Um, used to watch a lot of the Child's Play movies when I was a kid. Ugh messed my mind up yeah um i got into zombie movies pretty early on actually this movie we're doing tonight was one of the first kind of horror movies that i owned when i was a kid had it on vhs um and i used to watch the crap out of it and that's kind of like um well i'll talk about it later when we talk about it but um so zombie movies and it just got to the point where i was just like horror movies just kind of i don't know if it was just because I liked being scared or if I liked the creep factor or what, but like if even today, even like if I'm bored and I don't know what kind of movie I want to watch, I always navigate towards horror just cause I don't know. I think it's just, I like being on edge and it just excites me and yeah. it's fun, but it still scares me. I don't really, it doesn't know. They don't affect me as much as they did when I was a kid, but I don't know. It's just that draw. Like I like all types of movies, obviously, but horror for some reason just always tickles my fancy. Ooh, tickle. But, if you want to ask any questions or yell at me or um, send me profanity words uh, on Twitter, my Twitter is at Evan the Braun. Braun is B R A U N, like the Razor Company. Yeah. And or Coffee Maker. That's true. 
That is very true. Yeah. This is normally the part where James would be introducing himself. And uh, be awesome at it. And be awesome at it and making up some lie about his past or something like Essentially, that. Essentially, this podcast is going to be boring. It's going to be guys. really bad. I'm just saying, you know. Um, but he's the smart one. He's the one who brings like the film school thing to it. Uh, if this is your first time listening, please check some of our other episodes and or our next episode and and you'll hear him and he's got a lot to offer. But as such, I do have to say uh, we don't probably have a killer dissection for this particular film, um, but we're, we're going to try to kind of spread that out throughout the entire episode yeah, and just yeah. talk about some of the things we noticed with it. Um, with that being said, one last piece of news here. Is we are definitely not doing, we're not talking about Scream like we said we were going to talk about last time. Uh, in fact, we had a call last minute audible, as uh, any of our Twitter followers might be aware of. We're doing the movie Night of the Living Dead uh, instead, and mm-hmm. uh, we will get to Scream, but just it's not this episode. Um, so, Evan, but, fill us in a little bit. Yes, yeah, so I just want to say Scream Scream's an important uh, movie to all of us, Absolutely. so we wanted to make sure James was here also. Yes, so that's part of it. James has been in on on a Euro trip for the last couple of weeks, so we just, we yeah. wanted to do one to kind of hold us over until he got back, so he can do Scream with us. He's been but. connecting with the Zinner Viking, mm-hmm. so yeah, there you go. Um, so tonight, yeah, we are doing Night of the Living Dead, the original Night of the Living Dead, the black and white version from 1968, which, in my opinion, I know. I mean. I like it better personally than the, the remake that they did in the 80s. Um, mm-hmm. The 80s one obviously is updated and more whatever. It may be scarier to some people, but I think the the fact that this, the, I guess, traditionalness of this one uh, being the first that it's ever done a zombie type of movie and it's in black and white kind of gives it this eerier feel. And um, yeah, but uh, it's a. George A. Romero's first installment of his horror movies that he's, yes. or sorry, zombie movies that he's done. Um, he directed it. The John A. Russo uh, wrote it, but um, yeah. So this is the first of, I guess, the zombie canon. You would call it. Yeah. You know, it was this, and then Day of the Dead, and then no, Dawn, Dawn of the Dead. Of the Dead right? I'm sorry, and Day of the Dead Day is later. Dead. Return of the Living Dead. And then eventually Land yeah, of the Dead. Yeah, way, way, way yeah. later. And he's done a couple other ones that weren't as successful, but yeah. um, Dawn of the Dead is There still was another really recent one. one that he did, wasn't there? I think so. Like, Oh, it, it was like about a... Wasn't it the one... It was like found footage? Um, something like that where it was like... It was in a... Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, but I don't know if he di- directly directed all those, those later mm-hmm. ones or if he just produced... I don't know. But, um, but this one, like I said earlier, it's... <clears throat> One of the first movies I ever owned and would watch all the time, but this movie it rules. I think yeah. it still holds up. I think the fact that it's one of the biggest things that I like about it is that it's kind of the first zombie movie. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you kind of have to grade everything else against this. Yeah. But and I, I remember, yeah. There's some notes that I took about this movie that we'll talk about later, but. Thinking about it now again after rewatching it, they kind of I kind of give it some leeway on some things, but yeah, because um, before this there wasn't really there was there was no zombie or anything to to compare it to really yeah um, it's I, I mean they were kind of making it up essentially it's it's like this let's make a musical comparison you're you're a music guy I'm a music guy um, <clears throat> I instinctually want to 
draw out some comparisons to the Beatles, but being that I'm not as familiar with the Beatles full catalog as other people might be, I don't want to like, it's, and, and I feel like Beatles is like the sacred cow of music. You can't say something slightly off. Otherwise it's like, it's like, did you ever hear about, um, do you know, um, how Kevin Smith wrote some Batman stories, right? Yeah. Uh, cacophony and widening gyre and yeah. some other stuff too. Um, in one of those things, like in one of those, like there was a, a, a scene or whatever where uh, like someone, I forget who it was, it might, it might have been Robin, I don't know. Someone asked Batman like if he, like, oh, did you like wet, did you like piss yourself or whatever? Or like did you wet yourself? And then like Batman just replied like, because he, like there was this explosion and like he like got blown out of the building and stuff like that. And he said like, you know. Um, during extreme like shifts uh, between like like to hot or whatever like hot temperature, sometimes like the the body loses control of some of its uh, like functions or whatever, like just something like that. Because basically he looked into like what would happen if like you were like blown out of a building, and like he researched and it's, like sometimes people piss themselves. Like firefighters <laughs> have said like oh like when they've been hit with like backdraft and stuff that they've like pissed themselves and didn't even realize it. Um, and it's not a fear thing. It's just like your body reacting to yeah. like that extreme heat. And apparently like the everybody and their mother came up being like, how dare you? You made Batman piss himself and he would never piss himself. It's like, it was just a thing that sometimes happens. It wasn't like a major plot point. I feel like that's what's going to happen if I make comparisons to the Beatles. Um, and I feel like the same thing is going to happen if I make this next comparison, but I'm going to do it because I know more about it. It's like Black Sabbath. This movie's kind of like Black Sabbath. Um, the band, not the movie. The band, yeah, <laughs> yeah, very, very important distinction. The band because th- there was nothing really like them at the time, and when you really look at it, they are not a perfect band, and their albums are not perfect. And like Tony Iommi is is my favorite guitarist probably of all time, but he's not the best guitarist of all time. He, he is definitely not. Yeah. None of those, you know, people in that band are the best at what they do. But they did it first and they did it exceptionally and differently. You know, there are other guitarists or other singers and all stuff now that would blow these guys out of the water. However, they don't. Even though they have the talent to do so, they don't because it doesn't have the same impact because they didn't set the rules. So they could be exponentially better but still not be regarded as good enough. Yeah. And that's what this movie does. This movie being the, it's first the, the pioneer of that genre has a lot of freedom to establish a lot of rules yep. to uh, do things differently and just set the bar, you know, at a certain level. And it, it makes, it's a hard bar to clear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it really is. Um, one of the things that's kind of we always like to talk about here is going to be like the music. We usually gush on about the music for quite a while. The music in this is obviously very different. Yeah, almost non non existent. Almost non existent. And when you do get it, it's definitely more. Oh, sc- yeah. I guess like a score, but like, like a, score. Light, a light score. It's like a light score. It's accents. You know, it's definitely more of like uh, kind of closer to what we saw in like Suspiria. But Suspiria was like really pronounced yeah. in the te- in the sense of like, oh man, it's about the music. But the way that it was just kind of like this, like it, it wasn't this whole like melody or this or that. There was just like the accents, you know, that you were used to accentuate 
what was happening on the screen. It almost seemed like the mu- when they, when there was music, it was almost just like an old drama dramatization type music where it was yeah. just like when they're in the house and something's going like it's like a like yeah. kind of music like bah, bah. but it wasn't like yeah anything noticeable or exactly crazy. but <clears throat> it was just there to kind of give you a little bit of like a peek into these people's yeah. like mindset i, I kind of wanted to talk about or pin or at least bring up the fact that i don't i'm not 100 sure on this and if people disagree or have ideas or thoughts email us or tweet us I didn't really, I didn't look into this aspect yeah. of it as much, but I'm wondering if when they made this, if they were even wanting to consider these monsters or things or whatever zombies, because mm-hmm. they never refer to them as a zombie in the movie. Yeah, the term wasn't really a thing. I don't think mm-hmm. at the time until after this movie, they they just made them. They just called them like you know the things or those yeah. them. You know, like they, yeah. that's all they would refer to them those as ghouls. Um, and I was reading something about in some of the trivia that they were saying like originally when they were writing this, they wanted something to be so terrifying that set these monsters apart from just, you know, whatever people who were affected by this yeah. comet or satellite, you know, that they're talking about. Yeah. And so they thought the creepiest, scariest thing would be that the if these things would eat other people, cannibalism, essentially. Because yeah. at that time, I think cannibalism was very, very like taboo and kind of crazy. Yeah, well, when when did this come out? 68. So, 68. What's happening in the world there? I mean, you're going into Vietnam. You know, you have... I have no idea for timelines and stuff like that. But there, I remember at some point back in the day, there was like a, uh, a plane crash in the Andes with a soccer team and... They basically resorted to cannibalism to oh. stay alive. I don't know if that had occurred before this or if it's after this or whatever, but I mean, I, I could see where that would draw some inspiration of just like shit. You know what I mean? That's shit you didn't really hear of since like the Donner party. Yeah. But I, and I, don't, I don't think like, I think at this time, because at like the late sixties and seventies and stuff like that, like, there's a lot of like Satanism and cult stuff. Yeah. And so people yeah. automatically um, kind of associated like cannibalism and, and these like, yeah, like the human gruesome acts. Yeah. Like they, so like I know George Romero got like a bunch of flack when they made this movie that yeah. they thought that they were like Satanists that, you know, or they were like, they were involved in some stuff when they made yeah. it because of how gnarly it was or whatever. It was stupid. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I don't know. Yeah. And, and I mean, if, and like I said, I don't know if there was a movie before this or not that involved cannibalism in the way that this movie is or not. But I think the, uh, I, what do you, I don't remember. Was it a satellite or a comet that they said that caused? So it was a comet. A comet. Okay. And so, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go out and say this, by the way, that at the very end where they're like, oh, this comet and like the dust from it and it infected people where they kind of throw that out there in the last 10 minutes and be like. I don't think they did. No, because I think they were talking about it throughout the movie as a little like news broadcasts. They were talking about the NASA, like whatever. Yeah, they were, they were talking about, well, they said like NASA's involved. And I, towards the end, they're like, why are NASA involved? Well, there was this thing. Like, but it, they hinted at it a yeah. couple times. But then at the end, they're like, hey, in case you didn't get it, like, you know, the something came over on this comet and it infected people. And that's why they're going crazy and killing each other and stuff like that. I'm like, 
I get it. They have to find a way to rationalize it, but it did just kind of feel like a little. That was the one thing where I was like, oh, that's kind of a bummer that they did. I, I feel like it would have been better if they just hinted at it a couple times and never yeah. fully told you what it was. Yeah, because it, it kind of seems like at the end of this movie, too, that at the end when they're rounding up all the zombies and stuff like that, like, yeah, there's a result to this movie. Like, yeah, they're they're, they're killing all of them. Yeah. You know, no. it almost seems like like a happy ending, essentially. Yeah. But if they kind of left it open of how they started doing this, like it might have been creepy. Because then you could be scary. like, oh, this is why, yeah. you know, or something like that. But I think like like we're saying, like, I think that's a norm now to say that that's a cause of zombies because yeah. a lot of zombie movies use that same like, oh, it was a satellite or it was a comet yeah. and was from space. That's what caused all these radioactive things to come back to life, you know, or whatever. And uh, I think at this time, though, that was a new thing. So they they were just kind of like, well, what would make people rise from the dead? Radioactivity? I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and that was another thing, too, that was going on around that time, like the 60s and and stuff like that. I know that, like, that would have been a little bit more hot topic in terms of just kind of, like, the exploration of, like, science and stuff. I mean, coming out of the 50s. And, I mean, you see what happens in World War II, you know, and then basically after that it becomes kind of an arms race. You have the Cold War, you know, and stuff like that that comes out of it to basically be like, well, what can we do with radioactivity and, and, you know, stuff like that. So I, I, I can see where that would be. I mean, in a sense, being like, okay, cool. Well, what happens when we have an abundance of this? You know, what do we become? We become monsters. Yeah. You know, and that could be kind of like the the more political side of it is like, all right, this arms race, great. You know, who's got who's got the bigger willy? But then, like, what's going to be the cause of that? Yeah. You know, um, I don't. Okay, yeah. No, go ahead. no yeah. you finish. You finish. No, I, that, that, that was the oh. point. I. I was trying to look up um, just kind of what the commentary on this movie was or if there was any. Because I've heard different things about like Dawn of the Dead. You've seen Dawn of the Dead, right? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it, not to give anything away to people who haven't seen it, but I'm sure most people have seen yeah, it yeah. if you're listening to the show or in horror in any way. Um, takes place in a mall. Yeah, yeah. So I've heard like, like that social commentary is, you know, people are... Um, essentially brain dead when it comes to like yeah. shopping and, and consumerism yep. and everybody flocks to, you know, the malls yeah. and the stores and everything cause they want, you know, what's new and, and hip. So like they, they kind of made that movie like all like they were kind of trying to draw that association. Like all these zombies are flocking to this mall and yeah. congregating in this mall because of the same thing. Cause that's what they know. Kind of thing. Yeah. So I was trying to think of like what the, I've always heard about well, the this other movie. Thing in that movie too is you have the whole like thing where they're like killing celebrities and stuff. I, I don't know if you that. remember that. No. They're like sniping celebrities and shit. It might have just been in the remake. It might have been in the remake. But yeah. um, that kind of goes hand in hand with it. It's like, of course, what are they going to do? Oh, look, celebrities. Yeah. You know. Anyway, continue. Um, so a lot of people think that this this the first one, Night of the Living Dead, had a lot of like racial commentary. Um. And I kind of fell under that umbrella for a long yeah. time. I thought the same thing. I was like, you know, main character is a black guy. Yeah. Um, pretty. He's a badass. This whole movie. Yeah. So well, if it, it was a social commentary, they made him look really awesome. Yeah. Um, but in the whole thing over the end, like when, you know, they're rounding people up there, it's almost like a lynch mob type yeah. situation. Um, they don't even check to see if he's a zombie. They just shoot him right in the face kind of thing. 
So mm-hmm. I, I always heard this stuff, and and in reading into it and things like that, it actually, what I what I found out was that they just like the the guy what's his name um, who played Ben um, played, yeah uh, what's his name Dwayne Jones um, the reason why they cast him as Ben yeah Ben was originally gonna be this other dude I think he was in the movie still but I think he ended up just being a zombie <laughs> oh okay <laughs> but uh, they like Ben was such a good actor when he came in for his reading that they're like dude this guy needs the lead role yeah and yeah. so they gave him the lead role they were it wasn't they originally it was going to be a white guy. Yeah. So if you put if you replace Ben with a white guy, none of that social commentary plays an effect if you have yeah. the exact same movie. Yeah, so they, just because they made that decision solely based on ability. Right. Um which I think is kind of cool because yeah. I feel like a lot of people are grasping for straws when they're trying to look for like kind of commentaries yeah. on on these situations and Oh, he's black. He's the only black person in this movie. It's easy to just put him. Oh, that's why they put him in in the lead role because they're trying to prove a point about racism. And it's like, eh, well, I don't really know if that's the case. Well, I mean, even if they were trying to prove a point about racism, like it, they're not. I mean, this is if way back is. way back when when we started this show. A thing I did is like, oh, let's look and compare against tip- typical horror movie tropes. And I kind of let that fall by the wayside. But we kind of do it normally. But, um, like, you know, you, you hear the stereotype, like, oh, the black guy dies first. Yeah. Uh, he didn't. You know, nope. he, wa- he wasn't the first guy that died. And, I mean, like, yeah, you had the zombies or whatever. But, like, you had the other dudes. Uh, what's his face? The little stocky guy. The old guy? No, the the little stocky guy with the with the foxy girlfriend. Oh, the like the like the jock kid. Yeah, the jock kid. I like, forget his name. He died, and then foxy girlfriend died. What was her name? Oh, that was a bummer. Oh, she, she was, was good looking. She was such a fo- Judy. Oh. Judy's such a fox, dude. <laughs> like here's. I remember when we were watching this, we like looked her up to see if she did anything else, and she did nothing. I'm like, <laughs> dang it. Yeah. Here's the, here's the thing too that's great about it. I notice whenever we talk about girls like of that time period like 60s 70s we always refer to them as a fox yeah you have to you have to like when we're watching uh house of the devil which obviously is a newer movie but was like meant to take place like back then we're like oh she's a fox and if it was like the 40s or 50s she'd be a dame a dame yeah babe that'd be like later later that'd be like 80s 80s, yeah. yeah Bay would be 80s um in any case but yeah she was a total fox but they died and yeah. then like you had the dad mr cooper uh he he died and all that stuff so if ben was the last person to die that we see on the screen um and it's one of those things where i think for me what it was wasn't so much the whole like well they intentionally cast him to prove a point or whatever but even if they did it's like i, I think they made a point that it's like hey like you know, more than a prop, you know what I mean? If that was the intention. But at the very least, what I would say is this, it did something different that not a lot of movies did. There there weren't as many movies back then that were casting, you know, uh, black people as leads mm-hmm. that were not exploitation films, yeah. you know, or anything like that. Um, and, at the very least, it kind of got people like thinking about things and like talking about things differently, just being like, hey, they cast this for whatever reason, whether it was to cause conversation or simply because, hey, he's a better actor than, you know, our other guy. So we'll go with him. You know, it just it, it proves a point, I think, in yeah. that sense, you know. 
Well, like what I was trying to say earlier was like I think if anything, if if let's say let's say deep down their intention was racial, if anything, they were probably on the on the you know pro black side. Oh, absolutely. They're you know definitely. Like if anything, because anti discrimination. He, yeah, he's he's held up in a in a in a house with a with a white woman. Yeah, he's in charge. He's running things, and then there's other white people in the house, and he's kind yeah. of taking charge. He beats up. He Henry, has, you know, and, like, and well, like, and you have uh, what's his face, Cooper, Mister Cooper, or Henry, whatever. Yeah, Henry Cooper. Uh, he he was the one who was like trying to like take charge. If anything, he and, seemed like the racist in the movie. Oh yeah, there's plenty of times where he he was like. Um, God, what'd he say? He was just like, <laughs> he would say to him like, oh, like, oh, what puts you in charge? You're nothing but a, just, you're a punk. And like, there's times where I'm like, I feel like he really wanted to say another word there. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I feel like it's a sneeze that he has that won't come out, you know? Yeah. But, um, in, but in, in that sense, you could also look at it that like, not only is he like, you know, a white dude, but he's also older. So he's like of like an older generation yeah. slightly, not like a whole lot, but just like the generation of like, you know what, this is how we're doing things now going forward. Yeah. So if there was that, I mean, definitely if there was a racial agenda to it, it definitely was not we're racist. It was definitely like, hey, everyone, stop it. <laughs> stop being <laughs> racist. Um, I think it was more, more if if anything, it was less racism the movie, um, and more I don't know like I want I don't know if I would say genocide or just the the mere like I guess they didn't care like like oh this is a problem we are just gonna kill these people yeah to eradicate them yeah like. Not just the people in the house, but even like the cops and stuff like that. Like they're like, yeah. "Oh, this is the problem. Cool. Yeah, we have no problem. We're just gonna mow these people down and just kill them." And then like at the end, when they're showing yeah. like picking them up with meat hooks and stuff like that, it's yeah. almost as if like they're not human beings, they're, which they're they, they not. Weren't. I mean, they're unquote, not, but, but at the same time, they were. Yeah, like you know. like you don't need to treat them with like disgrace. If, they're yeah. already dead. Let's yeah. come on. You guys have shot them in the head. You don't need to treat them like scum at yeah. that point. You know. But and I think that kind of plays into um, even like things like Walking Dead. Like oh, those yeah. things come up. I mean, you, you see that where they're like, you know, who do they bury versus who do they burn? Right. You know all that stuff. Um, with the whole like genocide or not genocide, but there's just the eradication of like, oh, mow them down sort of mentality. Yeah. The thing with that, you know, where you have Ben that gets shot and killed, you know, and I didn't even take it as like, oh, it's a racial commentary because they didn't check because. They saw something moving in the house where there was yeah. a bunch of zombies. I think they're just like, fuck it. You know, yeah. um, I, let's but, be honest. If we were in those guys' shoes, we'd probably shoot it in the face, too. Probably. <laughs> <In that> but <laughs> yeah, but um, I think that whole point was just talking about society in general at that point where you have the paranoia again, because, you know, uh, in my timeline isn't exactly right, but it's either right after the Cold War. Or Cold like, War, I think, was in the eighties. Eighties? Yeah. Are you sure? I'll look it up. <laughs> I thought Cold War was before that. But well, keep talking. I'll look wrong. it up. Um, but you know, there, I know there was you know some paranoia around for one reason or other. There's always paranoia going on, either because like, oh, these guys are the bad guys and they're trying to, you know, invade our country or, or communism or this or that or whatever. I know. <laughs> With that, like, mindset, you know, um, 
you have the whole mob mentality where it's like, oh, we'll just kill them all. Like God sort them out sort of thing. So you have that whole point of like, hey, if you just go about it like that, you're going to like take out good people. You know, people that (laughs) A, shouldn't be taken out and B, that have something that they can contribute. Because, I mean, if they teamed up with Ben, you know what I mean? He would have been great for their team because he has the experience. Yeah. So it's like shooting yourself in the foot by just kind of making a blanket like decision like that. You know. Yep. Yeah. Um, update. Cold War lasted from 1947 to 1991. Oh, there you go. So <laughs> Technically. There you go. See, I was um, kind of right. But I think it was like in the in the main heat of things, like in the late 70s and 80s, I thought. Probably. Like when we were like stuff was going down. Post-Vietnam. Post <clears throat> um because World War Two is yeah. kind of what initiated it, okay. The yeah. whole Berlin Wall thing and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But in in, in any case, yes, yeah, we so didn't I, pay attention in school. No, we didn't because we're bad. Boys. I was too busy watching horror movies and stuff. But um, someone's listening to this, just yelling like, "You're an idiot! You don't know anything about history." <laughs> um, but yeah, so you have that. There's a ton, a ton of. I mean, we can sit here talking the whole time just about you know what we thought they th- they they thought at the time and what they were trying to make a statement of. But let's yeah. talk about what we can actually see and quantify and stuff like that, and that we can actually like talk about. Yeah. So one of the things that um, we saw here was black and white. Yep, the use of black and white film. So, do you have any insight to that? Uh, like why they did it? Yeah, I don't. Um, if I had to guess, I would say. Because technically this was an indie film at the at its time, and it was their George George's first film. Yeah, um, I would guess money mm-hmm. played a huge factor in it, um, and ease. I mean, yeah. like all, all their blood and props and like that. Yep. Just they use chocolate sauce, you yeah. know, so it's cheap. Yeah, um, that would be my guess. But. That that that'd be my guess as well. Yeah. Simply because, um, yeah, I haven't looked into it, but it it makes sense. I mean. Whenever you see these people, you know, these indie filmmakers yeah. making their movie in black and white, it's because, you know, color costs green. Yeah. And there, there's something I, I read that literally, like, as soon as they finished this movie, they, they, because they were on film reels, yeah. they um, threw them in their trunk and, like, drove to the film festival. Yeah. Like, they didn't oh, even, like, wow. like, they just went straight there. Jeez, really? Yeah. I'm going to look up the exact thing on it, but Holy continue crap. talking. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you you have the practicality behind it as well, like you said, with the effects. You don't have to worry about things looking real in terms of color, or this or that, you know, because you you have a lot of stuff to work with, uh, i.e., the like the entrails, you know, the blood, yeah. all that stuff, like the makeup. You can just kind of mask that in black and white. Even when you're filming too, like you can. I think it might be a little bit easier to make. Uh, day seem more like night uh, on black and white versus color film. You know, correct me if I'm wrong there, but um, that'd be the impression I get. But it also, I think, adds another thing to it, too, and that's uh, it adds a little bit of eeriness yeah. to it. I mean, we are so used to seeing color um, because of, you know, when we grew up. But even back then, it's like color would have been a standard by that point for like, you know, major motion pictures and stuff like that. So you have this that's coming on black and white film, I think kind of harkens to like a throwback 
type of film to like the older like sci-fi and horror movies that would have been in black and white. But it's not your typical it came from outer space movie. It it's like people getting their guts ripped out yeah. and eaten on screen and they just have like scenes where you, there's no talking, you just see these creatures, these ghouls munching on the entrails. Yeah. Just the sounds of chewing and Ugh. slopping and stuff like that. Especially with no soundtrack too. It's just like yeah, even more. That's where they didn't have any music. It was just like, uh, yeah, you know, it's just it was. I I read about uh, that you know the scene where they drive the truck and it gets blown up uh, at the little gas pump. Yeah, and all the zombies come out and start eating their body. Yeah, um, that whole scene they filmed it with uh, all the stuff they were eating was just uh, like like. Um, like roasted ham with chocolate sauce all over it. <laughs> and so I guess that the, like <laughs> to make it look like they were eating actual meat, but then also all the cast got like actually kind of sick from it, like oh, nauseous. So yeah. that's why they, they were like even more pale looking and stuff because oh, they were just eating chocolate ham. <laughs> I kind of want to try that now. <laughs> Seems like Rum ham. Be- <laughs> um, so. The, sorry, you yeah. mentioned something about, you know, like, Monsters from Outer Space and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, technically, I guess before mm-hmm. um, uh, when it was like in its original scripting stage, yeah. I, was just, I read this before and I remembered it just now. Uh, uh, John Russo, that writer, um, he originally was developed an idea that instead of zombies, it was going to be like more of a teenagers Aliens. from outer space. Oh, nice type uh, idea, and. Um, that was like the whole like that that was that was the monsters like they were they were from outer space yeah. and they were down on earth eating people oh man which i don't think would have been as cool no to be honest with you it may it might have been either campy or yeah maybe not have stuck around and like made a lasting impression on yeah. like the i don't know it sounds world. it sounds a little bit more like a twilight zone episode yeah you know but i mean that doesn't mean it's a bad thing though no 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 twilight no. zone is rad you know um so, something that kind of we, we um, deal with in this movie as well is there's a lot of argument here in in one scene between, uh, what's his face? Mr. Cooper. I keep forgetting his first name. The bigot? Yeah, the bigot. <laughs> um, and uh, Ben. And they're arguing about, you know, where it's going to be better to barricade if you barricade the outside of the house. Um so that you can, you know, have more plans of points of exit or if you barricade yourself into the cellar because then you just have the one area to, like, worry about. Um, and I feel like I, I don't know exactly. I can't point to what exactly it's about, but I feel like that's some sort of a social or political commentary about, like, you know, uh, there is a problem, a clear and present problem. And here are two sides just debating over how to appropriately deal with it. And they both have their valid sides. Uh-huh. They both have their negative sides to it. Um, but uh, there seems to be kind of the lack of the decision behind it, the, the decisiveness behind it. Um, what, what did you think about that? I mean, did that jump out at you at all? Or um, I mean, not in necessarily, necessarily the way that you're saying, like as far as a social commentary. I'm not saying that that's yeah, 
not valid. I just, I didn't think of that. No. Yeah. I mean, I, whenever I see situations like that, I just get frustrated because I'm like, like either one's going to work. Just do one. Yeah. Just make up your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that might have been kind of like what they're saying there. Like, listen, <laughs> in both cases, you're fucked under certain circumstances. Yeah. Pick one and go with it. But like, not doing anything in action is right. the worst action you just can take. Just arguing over something is n- not productive exactly. compared to just doing one thing. I mean, ultimately, in the end, I guess going in the basement was the best choice because that's how Ben survived. <laughs> yeah. Because they eventually broke into the house. But Yeah. But. Yeah. What would you what What do you think you would have done? Whose side do you think you would have taken there? I don't know. I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, I I would have probably gone in the basement to be honest. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you're kind of trapped. It's kind yeah. of like either one's like a fifty fifty chance. Yeah, like you're either trapped, and if they get in and they get through that door you're effed yeah if you stay in the house and they get through the door you're effed yeah because you have nowhere to go but outside where there's more of them yeah yeah. so i probably i I feel like it was by standards of zombies that we have today i i don't know i feel like zombies today and in in our culture are stronger than the ones in this movie um I don't know about that, actually. I, I feel like the opposite. You have here, something I took note of was the smart zombie. Like, oh, oh, I hear a lot yeah, of people I argue guess, now yeah. about, like, oh, it's a zombie. No, that's not a zombie. It runs, or this or that. And it's like. That is true, because, I mean, in the George A. George a. Romero zombies, like, even Dawn of the Dead, especially, yeah. like, they do things that they are they remember from their past yeah. life. I remember in, the, in Dawn of the Dead. There's specific things that some of the zombies do because it was part of their normal daily routine. Yeah, yeah. They just start doing it. Oh, wow. Um, so maybe that is something that plays into it that makes them a little bit more smart, I guess. I, here's the thing that I'll scarier. say. So, I mean, and we'll talk about in more in depth, but uh, probably my favorite horror movie of all time, 28 Days Later. And um, I, I know a lot of people, uh, when they're like, Oh, what's your favorite like horror movie? Or they'll be like, Oh, what's your favorite zombie movie? I'm like twenty eight days later. And they're like, Well, it's not really a zombie movie, is it? And I'm like, no, it's a zombie movie. And they're like, Well, they're not like dead. They're not like the dead rise. I'm like, Well, you know, where does it state that they have to be dead? And like or it's like, Oh, well, they're like run and they're like strong and they're not like, you know, just trying to eat people or whatever. And it's like if you look at this movie, you kind of see the precursors for that. You see one of them learn or remember or think to say, oh, I can't get through this thing. I'm going to pick up this rock and start using it, or I'm going to pick up this stick and start using it. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, I feel like that this but gives it, a lot of grounding to those other things where you can say, oh, these zombies uh, are, are fast or they run or like, you know, they think let's say versus being mindless. Yeah. I think though it's kind of up in the air because this movie, like I, like we said earlier, like there wasn't anything before this. So they kind of just made stuff up. Yeah. And I think that they, this was a, like they it laid the groundwork, but I think that they've developed it pretty well over the years. Like I would consider 28 days later, a zombie like movie. My personal opinion, we can argue about this. You're a bastard. I, because, this is why. 
A, they don't, if you bite, and 20 days later, if they bite somebody, they don't yeah. become a zombie. They You turn. Do you? I yeah. don't remember that. I always remember that, that like every time uh, one of the creatures or whatever zombies you want to call it attack somebody, they just beat them to death and they kill that person and they just are dead. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Just like these zombies, right? Their goal isn't to turn you into a zombie. Their no, goal I is to eat you. I understand that. So if you get away. But does that happen in 20 days later? Yeah. Who? I don't remember that at all. It happens with the dad, um, the little girl's dad. No. He he gets infected through blood. Right, but he doesn't get attacked by a zombie. Which is how you would be infected if you were bitten. But he, what I'm saying is that they don't actually show anybody get bitten and then turn. In that fortress compound where they have the army guys, that's how the army guys turned. Because they got attacked but not killed. Okay. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. I don't I have to rewatch it. I haven't seen it in years. I'm just saying. But the, my whole thing with that is... Uh, it's it's more of an I would say an infection like mm-hmm. biohazard type thing, which is kind of how they play it too, mm-hmm. rather than a and and also people aren't rising from the dead. Yeah, in that movie, which is a, the essential original like zombie thing, is that they rise from the dead, and the newly dead turn blah 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 blah. Because like in Night of the Living Dead, people who are newly dead that weren't maybe attacked by a zombie come to life. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah. so. This no, is up, I, it's all it's that. all up for debate. I but mean, I just mean like yeah. it's it is a take on zombies. I would say that. Yeah, and so yeah. But what I'm saying is where people point to things like oh they're smarter or they're this or that. It's like this this laid that groundwork. We've kind of abandoned some of that. Yeah. Like again, we'll, we'll talk about The Walking Dead. In The Walking Dead, you don't see these zombies, you know, picking up stuff and yeah. using tools. No, the zombies like are that. retarded. They've they've gotten weaker. <laughs> they're literally. And I mean, if you really think about it, or something like that, it would make sense that you know the neural activity in terms of like the cognizance would be gone. You right. it would just be the low brain which is working and the lower brain tells you to feed basically so it doesn't feel pain it doesn't do this it doesn't do that it just wants to feed kind of like a great white shark <laughs> exactly what we're talking about in jaws it's not setting out to kill you it's just looking for food it's just looking for food and that's but, it and that's the one cool thing about 28 days later that i thought was cool that kind of coincided with like normal zombie stuff is remember at the end when they were like flying over and they would see some of them just like laying on the ground because yeah. they're like malnourished, and there is like, what's wrong with those ones? They're like, well, they just they're dying because yeah, they have nothing. Starved. They don't. But see, like, and the, those zombies, they don't. They're not set out to feed. Yeah, they're just set out to kill. Exactly. Like, it's like a, like they say, it's just they're infected with rage. Yeah. Like they just want to beat the crap yeah. out of things and kill them. They just want to kill something yeah. or whatever. Which. I think it's a little scarier. <laughs> yeah, because it's like not even like, you know. Like I, a mindless thing is easy to either circumvent or yeah. destroy where a, you know, somebody sprinting at you with n- nothing more than wanting to kill you yeah. is way more frightening. Yeah. <laughs> That's why like when they did the remake of Dawn of the Dead, it was so much more stressful. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of people crapped on that movie and I, I thought it was, I liked it. I mean, it was it was obviously very different than the original, and it, it kind of put it on its head. But it's just a different way of doing it, and it made it way more scarier. It made people fear zombies even more. Oh yeah, it, it had its valid points, definitely. Um, how did we get on that? Oh yeah, 
what we would do if we were. So I, I would be on Ben's side where I'd want to stay not in the cellar or whatever, uh-huh. s- simply because you have options for where you can go in case it True. breaks through. Um, here's something I don't know why no one ever talks about or thinks about with this stuff. I'm like, in those situations, why wouldn't you just get on the roof? True. Like, if you get on the roof and you just lay low. Which is kind of what happens in Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. You, you, you get on the roof and you lay low, like, early, though. Because the reason why they all, like, you know, congregate around that mall is because, oh, there's the food. You know what I mean? Or there's, you know, the thing. Yeah. Well, it's just like any zombie, mm-hmm. um, I guess, story where they hear noise. Exactly. They, they just towards go that. towards it. So it, it's, if you get up there, you stay quiet and you lay low, you know, you have a chance to wait for something else to distract them away or something like that. Or you can eat more easily make noise on one side and get down the other side. Because the one thing we don't see in this movie is they're not climbing. They're not, you know, they may say, okay, these tools, but I don't think they're going to climb, climb shit. The other thing too is, especially in these old houses with the like wooden staircase or whatever, you get up the stairs, you destroy the stairs. Like that's what you do. Cause then you're inside, right? You've destroyed the staircase so they can't climb up it, you know? And, and you as a person that can think to, Oh, how am I going to jump down or jump up? Or you can even have a ladder up there or something like that. Yeah. Can still get up and down. You know what I mean? But in any case, that's just my zombie survival tips that I tell people. But like, Here's something that I want to know, though, because something we didn't talk about. Okay, yeah, you can get up on the roof. You can get up the stairs and all that stuff. That's all great if you're alone or if you're with like-minded people. But what happens when you're with a liability? So that brings us to Barbara. Mm. Okay. The hysteric. (sighs) So Barbara, super frustrating for me in this movie. Yeah, Uh, she sucked for most of the movie. I get it. I get it. She saw her brother killed like right in front of her and all that stuff. And, and it was horrible. But at the same time, it was kind of like, okay, but look at the world you're in. Look at what's going on. You don't have time to do this right now. Yeah. Get somewhere else and then go through it. You know? Right. I mean, I guess easier said than done. You know what I mean? I haven't had to watch my brother being eaten alive, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, or partially eaten because then later she sees her brother as a zombie, yep. which fucking sucks. Well, yeah. Cause especially for her. Yeah. But that's where she gets taken. Yeah, exactly. I kind of forgot that she bites the dust. In the yeah. She I, got taken. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, like I, 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 again, that's part of the whole, like the, the weird social commentary behind this. Cause you have, okay. Ben is kind of like the the cool headed like he's the one you're supposed to connect with because he's probably gonna be about the age of the people that were watching this movie. Ben, um, yeah, okay, about the age of the people that were making the movie. Okay, probably. So he was probably gonna be the one that you're like, okay, I need to be this guy. This is this is the guy I am, and you have Barbara, who's the whole like here's this uh, catastrophe. Here's this whole like, you know, dilemma and again, indecisiveness and inaction. Right. And, and just being like not helping him barricade and and losing her shit and making more noise and basically making the situation worse. Right. Yeah. 
you have Red Foreman, fucking jackass guy, <laughs> Mr. Cooper. <laughs> like he's just a whole like, oh, this is how we've done it before, and this is how we're gonna do it. Now I'm gonna say that because I'm I'm, I'm seniority here, you know. Yeah. Um, you have what's his face and his foxy girlfriend mm-hmm. too, and he's kind of weird because he's just like, okay, he just follows orders, you know, he just follows. So you kind of have a representation of just like how society, the different parts of society dealing with a catastrophe, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with some sort of a problem. You have the people that step up and say, here's what we need to do. We need to do something. Here's a plan. I think this is going to work because X, Y, and Z challenged by, well, no, that's not going to work. This is going to work because it's worked before. It always works. It's going to keep working. And then you have the people who's like, I don't know. This is terrible. And then you have the people who are like, I'll oh, just tell me what to do. Yeah. I'll do it. So it's kind of an interesting like balance to, to show all that stuff there. Yeah. But um, she really frustrated me. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was terrible. And then he straight up just punches her. Yeah. Just knocks <laughs> her out. <laughs> like, bah! <laughs> um, this movie did a couple cool things as well. Uh, in addition to the actual story and like what it was about and all that stuff uh, that was interesting to me. It, it did, you know, at one point it cut away to a first person view. You know, uh, temporarily, I think you're in Ben's view. Uh, or really? Something like that. Yeah. There, there was a POV shot. I can't remember exactly when, but I remember seeing that. So that was huh. kind of interesting because it puts you right in it, you know, yeah. in the thick of it. Um, and uh, a lot of the movies we've seen, modern and the older ones, we don't see too much of. You yeah. know what I mean? At least the ones we've watched on this show. Where it like, cuts to that for a minute. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um the other and, and well i mean like the only other movie i can really think of is like the tracking shots and like uh evil dead yeah well, have, we like, did the, like i mean there's pov with maniac yeah but that's out of ones that we've done i mean yeah and that's one before jaws. this one jaws Again, around the same time period. Yeah. Seems to be a more popular thing around that time period. There's a lot of horror movies in this time, the 60s mm-hmm. and 70s, that did a lot of POV stuff. Yeah. Putting you in the shoes of the killer. or Isn't that kind of weird? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's weird. I think it's just what was maybe... In vogue? Yeah, or like... Like... I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it... it it was the style at the time. I think no. I mean, not even just that, but I just think like people it, because it hadn't done that before, or movies hadn't done that before, especially with like a bad guy, quote unquote. Yeah, you know, or a villain. I or think a, it might have put you in POV from one of the zombies actually when it's going against Ben. That might have been it. I'm not sure. Like when he was when Ben was on the porch. Yeah. He's like, ah. Um. But in any oh. case, so I, th- I thought that was interesting. We see that again, and that's it wasn't overused. It was like one one or two shots, yeah. so that was like pretty cool. Um, there was this one weird part where they did some weird stuff with the audio, where it just like echoed, like like out of nowhere, like it just got really experimental for a moment with the sound. I don't remember that either. Yeah, all I wrote <laughs> was experimental use of sound echo. I can't. It was towards the end of the movie. Um, I can't remember the exact point, but I think it's once the zombies like break in, um, 
themselves and stuff like that. And okay. Yeah. The only time I could think of it maybe happening was like at the end when it's doing the credits and it's like the the still shots of pictures of it. But it wasn't during that. It was it before then. Okay. Yeah, it was when Ben huh. was still alive. Um, but in any case, I just thought in there, it was one scene huh. that they did that in, so it wasn't like a motif or like it doesn't like, oh, it means this, it's whenever this. Yeah. It's just like, uh, you know, I felt like if that would have happened when he got shot, I would have been like, oh, I get it. But it happened, it seemed... <sighs> It seemed kind of arbitrary, yeah. Which might make it seem like, oh, that's bad, but like, I, I kind of dug it because it kind of like reignites that holy, oh shit, what's going on here? What's going on now? You know. <laughs> um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. I just did a couple things like that. Um, the last thing I kind of want to talk about, and it's not the last thing that happens in the film, but Red Foreman and his wife have a child down in the cellar. Oh yeah. That child that, eventually. This part of the movie kind of is what sticks out of my mind all the, from like the first time I ever watched it as like the creepiest part. Exactly, and that's what I wanted to like talk about because I think that's another part of the shock factor to this movie. I I don't know for a fact, but I don't think that a lot of movies, even horror movies, of that day and age, did dead children. Right, and and less dead children that now are going to cannibalize their mothers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Eat her liver. Yeah, like that. That's that's a thing that like occurred. Oh no, this e- movie. it was eating her father. Was oh, eating, her father is eating. Yeah, Cooper. Yeah, and then her mom comes downstairs and then she kills her mom with a trowel. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I, I don't know, maybe there's something to be said there about, you know, the the, the fear of the older generation of that the new generation is going to kill everything that they've worked for, you know, or destroy everything they've worked for their entire life or whatever. Uh, or maybe it's just the horror of uh, seeing your child as yeah, that I think, was dead. I think that's more probably what it's what it is, is like, hey, we've never made a kid kill their own parent before. Yeah, just shock. Let's do it. I mean, it's very possible, but that I definitely mean, you, stood out. And I mean, she wasn't the scariest looking, you know, no. like she wasn't all physically jacked up because she just kind of died, like, for lack of better words, uh, peacefully. Like she wasn't like murdered yeah. or stabbed or anything like that. Um, well, she was bit on the neck. She, yeah. But <laughs> she was dying slowly. She was dying slowly. Yeah. I think, though, that if you think about it, too, like going forward in history, from this movie on, yeah. I don't know if I'm not saying that this paved the way for this or anything, but now, like going forward, anytime we have a movie where there's like a kid involved that's killing, yeah, so much creepier than an adult. Oh yeah, I mean if you think about, um, I just drew a blank on oh like Pet Cemetery oh, or yeah. like movies like that or yeah. Children of the Corn, mm-hmm. like children suck when they're killing people. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's this thing that and it's not necessarily related to children killing people but I feel like it's loosely related so let me I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop quiz you here a little bit here okay so you come home tonight okay and your entire house is dark and let's say your, your wife is not home you know she's not home okay okay and you go in your room and before you turn on the lights you see 
a person, not like a ghost, like a shadow of a ghost, like yeah, a, t- like a like silhouette of somebody standing. A in silhouette there. of a of a of a man standing there, but you could tell it's like in my a f- room, like yeah, like a okay. tangible physical person. You could tell it's that. You know, it's not anything super like, like oh, it's a ghost or something like that, yeah. right? Okay. Okay, you see that. Now rewind and go through that same scenario, but this time when you walk in, it's a child in your room, like a five year old child. Like they're, I would say they're both scary situations because there shouldn't be someone in your room. Right. But I would probably be so much more terrified if it was a child. Really? Because here's why. Because, because I, I, if it's a man or if it's a person, like a full grown adult there, my thought would be someone broke into my house. Okay. They want to rob me or, or whatever it is. I know what they want, but if it's a kid, why the fuck is there a kid in my house? See, I'm I'm on the opposite. I think if it was a supernatural thing, yeah. a kid would be scarier. But that if it was would... if it was a physical, and I could tell that it was a human standing there, yeah. I'd be more scared of an adult because they would be able to harm me more than a kid would. Well, I, I guess what I'm saying is, um... what would be creepier? I guess a kid would be creepier. But if physically, if, when I'm like. I have to defend myself right yeah. now. An adult, obviously. Well, yeah, but. that's that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. I'm talking about more of like the creep factor, the the yeah. shock factor. Yeah. And I, I when I said so. like a physical adult, I mean like not like a translucent person or whatever. I mean, I guess they could still be like a physical ghost of some sort. <laughs> Basically, the point is, I I can understand and see how a an adult could end up in my house. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really see that with like a kid. I mean, like, granted, they could just walk up and, oh, the door's unlocked. But why is a kid just standing in this room? Like, with the adult, you're like, okay, they're waiting to fuck me up. <laughs> with, with, with with the kid, you're like, okay, the kid's going to get bored and leave if they're or they're going to rob you and whatever and then leave. If it's a little jackass kid. But, like, if, if there's a kid just kid hanging out in your dark house by yourself, by itself, waiting... Yeah. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> or that kid really knows how to mess with you. Yeah, exactly. You know, open the door, he's just going to kick you in the nuts and run away. Did you ever, um, when you were a kid, did you, because I know you were a little jackass too. Uh-huh. Did you ever like um, go like exploring like abandoned places and shit or like, or like empty places? Not really. Not no. really. Because I, I think at that point I was, I had already seen too many horror movies. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I'm the mindset, like, I've watched horror movies for so long that, like, people oftentimes are like, oh, I would just love to have a house out in the middle of nowhere, just to retreat. and fuck that. Yeah, no. That is prime real estate for people to come F you up. Yeah. Like, that's like, that's waiting for- you ever watch The Strangers? That's (laughs) waiting for Jason to come kill you. Oh, yeah. Exactly. No. You need to be around people all the time. (laughs) Yeah, around people all the time. Like I, you, you and or just places to go run and hide, not open wilderness. You remember Yashar, yeah. right? Okay, so he lived by himself. Okay, it, it, like here in our area, in an apartment complex, and you know, it was a one bedroom apartment and all that shit, right? Like just totally modern, like anything else, or whatever. I I know. It's an apartment complex. I know it's a modern apartment. I know it's new. I know there's neighbors right there and there. I could. I, I feel like I can't live alone. 
I feel like I, I can't because like I've grown up always like around people and I've always lived with other people. Like I could do like, Oh, like a, you know, a week alone, like, you know, people are on vacation or whatever, but I feel like like living in my own place, like by myself, I probably couldn't do. There's something about that that weirds me out. Just the I idea. And, and that's that I still have like neighbors and stuff like that around. Yeah. But just the idea that it was like, okay, once you're through this door, you're pretty much alone until someone comes over or until you leave right. or something like that. Uh, so that's how I know that I couldn't do the farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like even if I had a family, that would still suck. Oh, yes. You Absolutely. Know? Um, but yeah, they, and, and as much as I know they're haunted as shit, uh, I kind of want a Victorian house. But, but not the, always. Ah, but there's a good chance. There's a good chance. <laughs> I mean, technically, where you live now it could be haunted. It could be. Could no, be. it could be any, anywhere. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, like, uh, nine, 9.5 times out of 10, Victor- old Victorian houses are, like, haunted in one way or another. Whether it's light, like, oh, there's just some weird noises, you know, out of nowhere. Or if it's, like, full-blown, like, apparitions and shit. The point yeah. is, I don't want to live alone. <laughs> never. Don't worry. Never, never alone. You'll never be alone. You'll um, never walk alone. Oh, uh, that's. Don't say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sports. When I, when I was a kid, um, like our neighbors like moved out, uh-huh. and so me and my friend we'd like hop the fence and like try to sneak in through the back. And, like, we just go inside, like, the little house or apartment or whatever and just walk uh-huh. around. I don't know what we thought we were doing. We, we always said, oh, let's look for clues. <laughs> of what? I don't know. But we just, like, it, and it was totally empty or whatever. It was kind of creepy, but we were never like, oh, the ghost here. But it was just, like, it, there was never the mention of Wait, ghosts or Is creep- this at, like, an apartment complex? Um, Kind of. How did you get into an abandoned Home. Well, that's the thing. It's it's not like an apartment complex where it's like you know buildings or it's kind of like how it is here, okay. where I could like hop Still, that fence. Somebody moved out. Yeah, I could. How did you get in? Uh, like the back door it might have been unlocked okay. or, or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> was, like we didn't break in. Okay, we just went in without <laughs> permission. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was never the whole like oh it's haunted or ghosts or monsters or anything like that. But it was always like one of those things where once we were in there, we're like. Because there's no one here. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was it was fun. I guess I don't know why we got to talking about old old abandoned houses I don't and, know and creepiness right now, but that was reminiscing. I have a when we're wrapping up, I have a story to tell. But yeah, um, let's. Oh, we're talking this. about dead children. Oh, cool. That's that's how I, that's ah, how yeah. I there. So yeah, the dead girl, super creepy. Whatever. Um. Anyway. That's all I got on the movie here, like myself. But you said you have something. Oh, it doesn't have to do with the movie. That's why I said we can do it afterwards. Oh, okay. There's a little story that I've found yeah. out recently that I was going to share. But uh, go for it. No, let's let's wrap up this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So that wraps it up for this movie. Sweet. Um. As you can see, this is what happens when James isn't here. Yeah. To. Spread his intellect. Spread his intellect. We just go on tangents and yeah. and uh, reminisce, and it's it's very much like we're just like having a beer and just be like, oh, do you remember this? Yeah. Um, Which is awesome. Yeah, especially if you've good. seen the movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys have all seen the movie. I, I'll just say off the bat. I yeah. mean, 
I would always recommend this movie to anybody who's interested in a horror flick. Absolutely. Um, it's not only entertaining and, and well-made, it's definitely a big piece of, you know, zombie history oh, yeah. and the canon. Horror and, history. Yeah. Like, to know that this is kind of the original and, like, what horror movies then came from. I mean, like, without this, we wouldn't really have Walking Dead, which yeah. everybody loves, we love. Yeah. Um, I would say, I mean, all the other zombie movies are good-ish, with the exception of a few yeah. of them. Um, but I, mean, I think Walking Dead's the first kind of, I mean, even the comic of Walking Dead before the yeah. show came out was a awesome, huge new kind of like, like, rena- like reinventing mm-hmm. this, or I guess bringing it back to life, if yeah. you will, raising it from the dead. Oh, that's um, but yeah, I mean, if you just think about it, watch this movie with, and with that in context and just... I don't know. Something that jumped out to me about this movie, and I mean, I, I absolutely recommend it. We, uh, I recently, and I think you also, and and Ian, um, for the first time went to the New Beverly um, cinema, cinema. Uh, up in L.A. That's owned by Quentin Tarantino, and he screens a lot of the films from his private collection there, which are just like old. The, films that he has including a lot of you know his films and stuff but um for this month he's been doing like horror movies so we went to go see actually from dust till dawn there um they're showing like the exorcist and i think night of the living dead i believe will be shown on halloween day like on the 31st or the 30th um it's on the 31st 31st new beverly cinema up in la you buy the tickets online i'm not Uh, sure what time it plays but if you look online it'll. and they're having some sort of like a horror movie fest going from like the 30th into the 31st oh it's like an all day sort of thing but uh bring that up just because if you want to go check it out uh, and it's like original format at like this old movie theater. Um, it's cool. Like go check it's it awesome. out. Also, like the snacks are like cheap. Oh yeah, yeah. it's it's rad because like we didn't we had never been there before we went, but we had heard about it. Uh, James actually told us about it. I'm pointing, yeah, yeah. I'm pointing at non-existent James over here. Um, but so I don't know if you said this a minute ago, but yeah, every everything that they show is in 35 millimeter. Nothing's digital, and it's on a tiny little screen. Um, like back in the day and like when we first got in there, we were like, Oh, this is a tiny, this is a small screen. <laughs> and like we sat towards the front, but it was actually it ended up being really cool. Yeah. It was cool. Cause um, like we were like, and it wasn't as crappy four as four rows back. Like where normally that's yeah. like, you're craning your head up and be like, yeah. this fucking sucks. It was like really good. Yeah. Like it was cool. It, it, I, I was expecting it to be honestly like low quality and not very good, but like still cool. Cause it was old, but it was, Honestly, I didn't really tell a difference. Like, I dug it a lot. I want to go back. I know it sounds like we're doing a commercial for them, and maybe someone will hear this and be like, okay, well, let's give them some money. Um, <laughs> probably won't <Doubt> happen. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, you got you got a chance to go check this out in 35, and it, it, it's kind of a cool experience. The only thing is I would recommend, especially it being on Halloween and it being the movie that it is and it being the theater that it is, Look into the new Beverly Cinema ahead of time. I know the website isn't very clear. Like it says, like no advanced tickets sold online or whatever. But I, I think you can get them like the day of or the day before. Just if you click, there's a thing where it says buy tickets. If you click around, you'll find it and yeah. and you can order them. And then it's all will call and definitely too. If it's a movie like this caliber or end on the day, like you're saying, show up show early because there will be a line. There will be a line. Show up early. 
get uh, your tickets from local and, and get a good seat and get... Dude, we got like a shit ton of snacks too. Yeah, for like, like under 10 bucks. Yeah, we got... I think I bought like a popcorn and like two drinks, like two like large drinks or whatever and like candy or whatever. It was like eight bucks. Yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty legit. Yep. Um, the, the, the thing that really jumps out at me about this movie, and I talked about this a little bit with you before, um, was I'd never seen this movie before. Yeah. I think I'd seen a snippet or two of it before, uh-huh. but I, I never sat down and watched it. And this is my first time watching it. I know that's fucking blasphemy for the guy who's like, oh, zombie movies or whatever. But, like, hey, I'm not going to lie to you. That <laughs> This is my first time watching it. Well, it's especially coming into horror movies later, like, and, and seeing the zombie movies that were out at that time, yeah. like, a black and white zombie movie doesn't entice you. Yeah, necessarily. And I always and I watched it because my mom bought it on VHS, and yeah. I watched it one day because I was like, "What's this?" <laughs> oh, and I ended yeah, up looks... thinking it was terrifying, <laughs> so I watched more. Uh, um, but what I thought was interesting was, uh, uh, like, I don't know, fucking four years ago, five years ago, or something like that. I just had a fucking like wild hair up my ass about like, you're not a filmmaker, but guess what? You want to make a film. You know, and I was like, well, what kind of film do I want? I want to make a zombie film. And I was thinking about it in my head and, like, trying to plan out details. And um, I, I went through this phase where I was buying all these old, like, film cameras, like Super 8 and 8mm cameras and stuff. I still have a whole box of them there in the in the garage. But um, I'm planning this out in my head. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be black and white. And here are some of the beats and here's something that's important. It's important. It's important. And without going into details um, and, and going like drawing this out further, um, basically what it was is this movie without me having seen it did a lot of the things or did um, that, that I had seen in my head for this movie that I was creating. And it did some of the things in the same ways or did different things kind of in a similar fashion. Um, they use similar techniques and ideas and stuff like that. So I thought it was like really interesting when I'm watching this. Cause I'm like, this is weird. This is my first time watching this movie, but I feel like I've seen it before. I feel like I kind of know what's going to happen next because of the movie I made up in my head. And there was that part of me that was like, oh, son of a bitch. It's already been done. <laughs> then there was also that part of me that was like, oh, pat on my back. I would have done what, you know, the greats would have done. Um, but then there was that last part of me that was like, you know what? That says something about this movie where it's like, for lack of better words, it's, it, it's intuitive. It does what you would expect it to do, but not in a way of like, oh, well, I saw it coming. Like it does it in a way that like keeps you intrigued. It's easy to follow and it's not, it doesn't overload you with a bunch of information and stuff. It, it, it was really well done. I, I loved this movie. I would definitely recommend watching it. Anybody and everybody. Uh, perfect, perfect date night movie. Definitely. I would say, especially, you know, cause it, it's, it's not over the top, you know, but it's still a little scary and stuff, you know, but I, I dug it a lot, man. I'm stoked on it. I, I, I really want to go see it at the new Beverly, you know. Um, yeah, that'd be rad. Yeah, so that's all we got for this movie. Uh, Evan, you said you had something that you wanted to talk about, no? Oh, uh, I was just, I was talking to my wife the other day, yeah. and she kind of brought up a uh, little story about some spooks when she was a kid. 
Oh, yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. I thought I'd bring it up. Um, like uh, something that happened to her? Or no, like... I don't know. I don't really know. She didn't go into like a ton of detail, but the or way she it described like it. No. So like, well, I don't know. Well, so, okay. First, first of all, first of all, do you want to talk about this on, on mic here or not? Or do you yeah, always... yeah. I don't okay. care. It's not bad. Um, so she was talking about how um, in the house that she grew up in, like, I don't know, a few blocks away from where we live now. <laughs> Sad. Um, <laughs> anyways. Uh, oh, dude, hometown pride. She, th- their house was older and like we drove by it recently and it looked kind of crappy because the people who bought it like just didn't take care of it. But she always said that, I like, always reminded her like growing up, she always thought it looked kind of dingy. Like just, it was kind of a dark house. Like there wasn't a lot of light that got shine, yeah. shine in it and stuff. Um, but she said she used to have nightmares all the time of, so in the living room, they had a couch and they had a fireplace and above the fireplace they had a clock, like an old whatever yeah. clock that chimed. Not like a big clock or anything, but like the size of a cuckoo clock, but okay. it wasn't a cuckoo clock. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she would have nightmares all the time where she would be in the living room and the clock had like a green face and it would like talk to her. Like okay, when you say green face, do you mean like a clock face? No, that's like a green, like a human like face, human like face. Yeah. Okay, and it would like talk to her, like like oh, I can see you, Natalie. Why are you trying to hide from me? Like things oh, like that. Shit. And she would be like hiding behind the couch, and she was just trying to get to her parents' room, yeah, and like run to her parents' room. And she said that sometimes she would wake up and yeah. like after these dreams, and she would be in her parents' room. Oh, fuck! And she doesn't know like. What a part of it was real, or what like was the dream? If she was sleepwalking, and like yeah, she, she had no clue. And like she had that dream while she was sleepwalking. I mean, like that would make sense if she was sleepwalking to her parents' bedroom. That like in a dream state, that would occur in yeah. the process. Or she went to her parents' room, fell asleep, and then had the dream, and then woke right. up there. I have no clue, but she said she would have that dream all the time. Damn, dude! Like while they lived in that house. And uh, her mom, when she would tell her like parents about it, her mom just blamed it on her dad letting her watch the Ghostbusters. Oh, because <laughs> Slimer. Slimer. <laughs> but she was saying that it was like a creepy, like old man's face. Which yeah. Slimer's like yeah. funny and like yeah. just fat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so I don't know. I just thought I'd bring that up, dude. I was like trying to ask her about it, and she was like talking about like she can remember it vividly. Yeah. But she doesn't really know or understand why it was happening. Yeah. You know me and ghost stories. Yeah. Like I've been watching like ghost adventures, like nobody's business getting pumped up for me. Halloween is like a month long event. Oh yes. I'm really bummed that we haven't really like released <laughs> episodes this month so far. <laughs> um, but hopefully we'll be making that up here with this episode. And then um, what we're going to do next actually. Yeah. So we are actually going to do <laughs> scream next yeah, time. Actually for real. <laughs> so just, uh, Little recap. So, Scream, 1996, um, directed by Wes Craven. Um, you know, one of the greats. The late great. Yeah. Um, so, we're kind of doing it, not not just because it's almost Halloween and it's one of our favorites, but also kind of in, in honor of him. Yeah. yeah. So, um, great, great movie. I mean, horror movie, but also just, I, I would say, I mean, somewhat of a mystery action yeah. movie type also. But yeah. so it? good. Yeah. Um, and kind of breaking the, you know, the, I guess it would be, 
I don't know what I'm saying. Say. Yeah, it, it, it. We'll have a lot of discussion about it. Um. So for that one, James should be joining us with that. Like we said, we'll we'll find a way to make this work. Um. In addition to that, to kind of make up for some lack of episodes, we're probably gonna see by the end of the month, uh, one way or another, stream plus one other movie. Yeah. Um. That I believe. We're going to shoot for, don't hold us to it just yet, but we're going to shoot for that special one to come out on Halloween. So mm-hmm. while you're getting ready to do all your ghostly rituals and your tricks and treats, tricks and treats, or what, when, when you're driving to work, cause you have to work on Halloween cause it, it's not a holiday as it should be. But it falls um, on a Saturday this year. It does. I mean, if you work retail or like in a, yeah. in a restaurant or something, um, in any case, uh, we'll have a special one for you. So we'll let you know about that. Um, uh, as far as releasing coming up for the, p- the next couple of weeks, as you may have, have been aware of so far, I think we mentioned it on the show. I think so. I'm not I, Evan, sure. you, you, you got some big stuff probably happening in the next couple of weeks. So that might yeah. throw our recording schedule out of whack and our release schedule out of whack. We'll keep you up to date. If that occurs, do you want to tell them why? Yeah. Um, I'm, Spawning the demon child of Satan, yeah, within my wife, um, she holds the demon seed. Wasn't the official due date the thirty first? Uh, technically, the official due date is the thirtieth. Okay, I just tell everybody Halloween, <laughs> just because I'll make it happen That's a day true. late. Um, stay in there, child. So technically, as of this recording, it's you know less than two weeks away. Yeah. Um. But, so I mean, it could so, happen at any moment. Yeah. So that might force us to shift some recording stuff around. And I do have more travel coming up. And we're, we're, we're going to try to do as much yeah. as we can, the best that we can within the time that we have. Yeah. Um, but we'll keep you posted on it. If anything, sure. if anything, uh, in the next month or so, while we're dealing with all this stuff, um, <laughs> dealing with it, I got to <laughs> deal with a kid. I got to deal with my kid uh, being born. If anything, if need be, we may record something in advance kind of thing and yeah. it may not be current yeah. events happening exactly. talk wise yeah i don't know what I'm saying. but yeah i am bir- i am <laughs> birthing uh the, the bronze spawn the bronze hashtag um, bronze spawn yeah so either the next time or the time after you hear my voice i will be a newly dead. oh shit that's weird it's weird it's weird to think about i will be in charge of a human life yeah cleaning oh. it feeding it protecting Get- it Get, getting exposed to horror movies early. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Okay. I've already I've already told Nelly. I was like, I can't wait to make our daughter. Oh, I'm having a girl, by the way. Yeah. Can't wait to make our daughter listen to metal, dude. Well, I'm here's force the force th- on her. Here's the thing. If you wait for a child to be like kindergarten age, or like you know, to be like, I understand the way the world works. What is normal ish? What is not normal ish? What is good? What is bad? What is scary? What is not scary? And then you show them scary stuff, it's going to fuck them up for life. Yeah. But if you do that, like from super early on, like when they can't even recognize that stuff, like when they're infants and child and stuff like that, you know, like just really infant. They're not going to know. That's just going to be part of normal. Yeah. Just play horror movies in the background while they're infants so they get used to the screams. Like, it, they, they would have no way of, of, of knowing what that is. You yep. know what I mean? I, or I was, they can turn out to be psychopaths. They and could. Serial killers. But I don't know that it would. <laughs> I, I think if you, if you like, 
you know, sit down to watch the horror movies for this show and you have your child sitting there, you do that every time you watch a horror movie, it's just going to be a movie. It's not going to be anything that's scary. It's just going to be another type of movie. Yeah, we'll see. I'm just saying, <laughs> test the theory out. Or, you know, if you, I'll take care of your child if you go on a date night with your wife and I definitely won't do that. Definitely will not. Okay. Sounds trustworthy. Yes, I will. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> All right. That? As always, we like to thank you for listening, uh, especially when it's just two of us here. Mm. And uh, we like to leave just you with some. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. You and I. Um, so we like to leave you with some uh, killer lines here. I mean, I, I feel like I got to say yeah, it. You have to. I have to say it. Uh, just the next time you're walking around, you know, look over your shoulder, especially if your name is Barbara, because they're coming to get you, Barbara. They're coming to get you, Barbara. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.